Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Pay to Play podcast, episode number 27. Wow, James, that is an impressive number. Uh, Frank Dibe here with James Edzikowski. We're the Pay to Play podcast. We talk sports, we talk gambling, investing, finance, everything. James, uh, what's going on in the world today with this hurricane? So, yeah, we're recording this Wednesday night, September the 4th of 2019, uh, just before 8 o'clock. And uh, Hurricane Dorian is, uh, I mean, it's finally left the Bahamas. And uh, obviously, best of wishes to everyone down there because uh, not a good scene with kind of the damage it had as it was kind of in a standstill. Category 5, yeah. It it was Category 5. I believe it's now 3 or 2. It's 2 right now. The status on it is a little bit east of Florida. And uh, it's making its way up the coastline. Uh, Coming up, South Carolina's getting hit tomorrow. North Carolina's in its sights. It's making a beeline for rally. uh, come on i don't know about that we'll see i'm about two hours off the coast so i'm definitely gonna get some reaction from it but i don't know how uh how destructive it'll be but frank i think you have a fun fact for us if i'm not mistaken yeah i got plenty of uh fun facts about hurricanes so i went to uh i just typed in hurricane fun facts obviously on google and you know i see this website titled fun hurricane facts for kids so i'm like that's great let's let's see what the kids are learning about hurricanes and there's you know the the definition of a hurricane it's an intense tropical storm with winds and heavy rain that's the first fact then there's a cool one like hurricanes develop over warm water and use it as an energy source so the warm water powers them uh but then at the bottom there's some pretty dark facts for kids to read hurricanes have led to the death of around two million people over the last two hundred years um that is wow I mean, wow, that's so sad that just natural disasters can do that. But also, in 1970, the Bola cyclone that struck Bangladesh killed over 300,000 people. I don't know why these are facts for a kid's website to be reading. But, James, I think you have some more interesting facts. I don't know. I don't yeah, know. Let's, well, let's hold on. I'm just confused why they're doing that to kids. Hold on. So I'm not, I was not a math major in college or anything like that, but that's like 10,000 people a year, which is – I don't know if that's – correct or whatever but that's that's a lot and i mean so, well, with what, the three hundred thousand and the one itself that's kind of a yeah big chunk. okay so that skews the numbers if you will it's a 15 percent <laughs> in one in one week pretty much, wow probably. that's pretty that's pretty good math by you yeah. um but yeah so this is sort of a fun fact so the names of hurricanes that are especially destructive actually get retired if you will uh out of respect for the families of the storm's victims and survivors so uh, when a name's retired, another name is... with the same same letter, same starting letter takes its place. Uh, so more than 80 names have been retired from the Atlantic Ocean's list since 1954. And uh, so Florence and Michael of last year, uh, they are no longer. And so they actually rotate on an every six-year basis. And so Florence and Michael will not be used again come 2024. And it will actually see Francine and Milton take their place. So RIP Florence and Michael. And actually, everyone that was involved in those disasters, because that's a very sad scenario. Yeah, I just, I know Katrina's hanging in the rafters. That's <laughs> uh, all right. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. That, that's okay. That's you all know, right. Zion Williamson will make up for it, as Barry McCockner yeah. once said. Zion, Zion is gonna do. He's gonna write what Katrina wronged. You know. All right. And maybe yes. he'll he'll put something up in the rafters in New Orleans. I, I'm excited for the next Hurricane Francine, though. Can't Frank's- lie. It's kind of like a female Frank. <laughs> like, like a female Frank, five years to wait for Francine. Um, 
yes. So all jokes aside, uh, hurricanes are not a fun fun topic, but you can make fun out of some of the facts of them. Uh, but we do actually sincerely wish the best for anyone that has endured any of those any losses from any of those uh, natural disasters. And actually, I'm a little bit worried about my first one coming up here. Uh, I know, obviously, the uh, Bahamas received a big hit, um, and we wish all the best to anyone involved. So, uh, that being said, really excited for my first hurricane uh, over these next couple of days, too. Uh, really, really looking forward to it. Might as well get it out of the way. All right, that's enough on hurricanes. Who so, do we, got? we got a special guest for this episode, uh, mm-hmm. gambling expert, um, you know, Twitter expert, I'd say. Uh, <laughs> why, why don't you bring him on? All right. Can we bring him on to the call? Yeah, I think that's going to be the game plan. I uh, I know he was doing some last minute prep work, so we'll see if he's uh, if he's ready. I just sent him the invite. Uh, a former roommate of ours as well. Uh, you could say classmate. Actually, dating way back when, uh, Frank. Teammate in some respects. Yeah. Well, that guest is none other than Michael Matthews. Um, working at Lakeside Supply as a manager, Mike Matthews. Welcome to the call. Welcome to the podcast. How are you doing? Are you? Are you can you hear us? Okay. What's up, guys? Mike, Mike. glad to have you on. Let's go. Going. Took a second to get through. Excited to be on here. What's up? <laughs> uh, nothing really. You know, had a nice day of work. I know we all probably had the, had the same. Uh, but I said we just get right into sports, James. What do you think? Yeah, I'm all for that. We're going to interview Mike a little bit later, but obviously one of our – you said maybe a Twitter expert, if you will, but he's been one of the uh, probably most interactive followers of the pay-to-play account and actually the On God Locks, which we'll hopefully get another one here sooner than later, but he's off to a 2-0 and start in that regard. Uh, but first, let's – yeah, let's do a little general sports talk because it's been a little while since episode 26. Putting the pressure on me already. <laughs> yeah, it's been a little while. So we got a lot of things that we got to talk about. Uh, some quick shout outs. Uh, a couple of weeks back, we had Roy McElroy win the FedEx Cup, wins $15 million. James, that's your guy. That's my guy, Roy. He, you know, he had some up and downs this, this past summer, this past season of golf as a whole. He balled out when it mattered. That was actually a tight race going into Sunday. And uh, he was a guy that actually, he'd have, when he had a bad round, he had like a really bad round. Like going back to the Open uh, in Northern Ireland, he played like shit the first day and got cut, but he puts, had a short memory, put those tournaments behind him and quickly uh, got back and won the FedEx Cup. So proud of it. It's a nice payday. Uh, what else million. do we have? Uh, some women's sports. Uh, we should have had women's sports. First. Yeah. Why are we doing Rory first? That's, that's, how James, that's, that's how a James mistake on. Season. Yeah, that, that's on me. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll take the blame there and uh, I'll go to Mass this Sunday and well, uh, do some kind of WNBA playoffs on the horizon. Yeah, September 8th, I believe, is the starting date. Uh, Mark Matzinger could probably correct me on that. I don't know if he'll listen to that, or I'm sure he'll be in our ear one way or another, our, our mentions, if you will. Um, but I've actually, fun fact about the WNBA, I am over on the season betting it. I am over 7 uh, betting WNBA this year. So I, I should not be listened to, but, you know, I'm going to get that first win sometime here in the playoffs. So really looking forward to that. Uh, a little, like, weird thing about its structure uh, the postseason structure for the WNBA, the eight teams with the highest winning percentages, regardless of conference, qualify for the playoffs and are seated based on their record. So I don't know how I feel about that. There's some talk that the NBA should do something similar. Like these teams playing conferences during the regular season, then come the postseason, 
they just toss those away and say, you know, whoever has the best records out of the whole league can go to the playoffs. I don't know about that. Yeah, I, it's kind of weird. I, I don't, I don't really like it if they're still skewing their schedules towards their own conference. I feel like if they played just there's no conference from the beginning, I'd be fine with the top eight percentage. But I don't know. I don't. I don't like it. And then there's also some women's tennis, though. Some more exciting. But yeah, no. Hold on, Mike. What do you think about that? I want to. I want to hear your thoughts. With a new playoff format? Yeah. yeah, I think that's a little like. Do you think the or do you think the NBA oh. should even look at that? Because everyone talks about like how the, e, the West is so loaded. Yeah, like. Yeah, I think it takes the conference and divisions out of it. I don't know what would be the point in that. I think there's something to be said about competing with teams. You see every playoffs in that conference. I mean, think of the rivalries you've had, just Heat, Celtics, Cavs, Celtics, whatnot. Now it's just a random draw every playoffs. I think that takes a little bit out of it. Yeah. I, I hate it. That's I hate a good it. take. I love the WNBA, but I hate it. All right. I like that. I like that. All right, yeah, but Frank, as you were saying, tennis. Tennis is back. It's been back since Wimbledon, of course. But, uh, I mean, it was back before and, that, too. But it's officially you know back. No choked again, actually? Roger Federer, just like at freaking Wimbledon. He choked last night. Up two sets to one. Loses set four, loses set five. Roger Federer choked. Yeah. Sources, saying, sources were saying he was hurt. Yeah, you know, he was, he was grabbing <laughs> his back a little bit. I don't know. Um I've seen that one yeah, a million I've seen times. That a million times. Well, I will say though, Nadal, Nadal has no excuse here though. Now, right? No Djokovic. No. Yeah, Federer. Djokovic. Yeah, Djokovic had to bow out. He uh, he also was hurt. So. He retired. I love how I love that term in tennis. They retired. <laughs> yeah, they just retired. They retired mid match just for the tournament. Like that makes no sense. Just like that. <laughs> yeah. Just just like the Hurricanes. Yeah, uh, the Hurricanes right. are yeah, retired. The hurricanes are retired. <laughs> Um, but yeah, we got Serena. Looks like she's gonna dominate the women's right now. She just won six one six zero yesterday to advance to uh, the semi. Yeah, she yeah. comes out and just she's really been dominant. Like she matched up with Sharapova kind of early on, and uh, like literally didn't even let her breathe. Like dominated. No, her I watched as well. yesterday. Unbelievable. Serena. Serena's the goat. But. Uh, I think world number one Osaka name we Osaka bowed out too. Yeah, right? she no, she lost. Yeah, she straight sets. Yeah, didn't bow out. Just wasn't good enough. Straight sets got work. Um, but uh, I guess we can move on. Maybe start talking MLB a little bit. Yeah, let's talk the a little struggle, bit of baseball. The struggling so not... Indians. Uh, what's going on there, James? It's been a roller coaster, is what it's been. I mean, we had that little brief stint where we were back on top of the division. Life was good and. Next thing you know, uh, J-Ram basically breaks a bone in his hand. Naquin tears his ACL. Uh, it's not even worth mentioning, but it, I guess it is. Like, There's this brief glimmer of hope that uh, Danny Salazar could be the old uh, gas can Dan. Then he hurts his groin in a start, and next thing you know, he's in a double-A start, and he basically just says, I need some time away from the game. Like, Well, what have you had the last two years? Not enough time away, and so I think we've seen him for the last time in an Indians uniform. It makes me sad because he was so good the first half of 2016. But literally, um, shit has kind of – I wouldn't say shit's hit the fan for the Indians, but it's kind of gone haywire. Like, things have gone not according to plan, which actually is reminiscent of a couple of our playoff runs. Like, 2016, we had a lot of injuries and stuff like that. A lot of shit kind of came up and we persevered. I don't know if the talent in the AL will allow us to do that anymore, but um, definitely uh, – Kind of a worrisome situation. The Indians are three and a half back of the Twins. 
Twins no, are whoa, actually whoa, whoa, whoa. still we are on. Like six oh, yeah, half. that's outstated. I think it's five and a half. Six and a half. I think it's five and a half. Six and a half. We're tied right now as it's recording. Yeah, it's two. Yeah. Man, so I yeah I didn't update the spreadsheet. That's a second mess up I've made on uh, preparing for this episode. But yeah, no things have gone pretty bad. Had, getting swept by the Rays yes, was stupid. We are we are tied for the second wild card spot right now with the eight, Oakland. So all right, that's so right. We are Oakland's pretty we hot gotta, too. We really got to finish this season out strong. We got a month month to go. Spin zone, spin zone though for you. Thoughts on thoughts on us getting a wild card over the division. Because it would potentially match us up with the Yankees rather than the Astros. We we like game. that for sure, right? But we got to win the wild Absolutely. card, which I makes me nervous. But yeah, that one game playoff certainly you're not gonna like that. But if you had to go up against Verlander, Cole, and Granke in a in a straight set, I don't I don't like our chances. I don't know. I don't like anyone's chances, but definitely not ours. Um, but I also look at that, so I completely agree with that take. The problem is Houston is also that good. They're literally a game behind the Yankees right now. Like right. it's a tight race there too. So you're kind of playing with fire. I mean, man. we gotta get um, in. We gotta get in. We gotta get in. I I'd rather play the Rays, which is weird to say considering they just swept us, because um, we we couldn't hit their pitching for some reason. Yeah. But their pitching is not as good as the A's. Like I'd rather not play like Mike Fires or, um, yeah, he's the one guy I'm really afraid of in that rotation. Yeah. I was gonna say uh, Frankie Montas, but of course he's he was on the PEDs, so uh, he helped them the first half of the season. But uh, no, I completely agree with that take. Uh, we get to see a little bit of Yu Chang and Mike Freeman now, so really counting on those guys. Yu Chang, I thought was the truth there for a second. He comes out, uh, hits basically a triple, and then um, he basically had a heck of a game, like his first game back. Um, it was his first his first MLB hit, and then. Um, like it was a cl- I think he homered in that game too. I mean, am I being stupid? I don't know. But regardless, I love Yu Chang. I don't like that we have to rely on him to take J Ram's spot, who finally became himself again. Um, and so I no, I am definitely a little worried. We do have to play some pretty pretty damn good baseball in this last month. Also, to hit my over ninety and a half wins, like I think that's now in jeopardy. That's... It really was like cashing in on that better. I think we, I think we get um, to ninety one. Uh, I think we hit it by a half. 90, you think 90? I think, okay. I think 90 I wins. That. I think a wild card spot is in our future. We, we still have the Twins in two more series, I believe. We do. We have six games against Minnesota. So that will loom large for us. And so let me take that back. Yu Chang did not homer. Right? He's still not his first time to be homer. But he hit he hit one off the top of the wall that tied the game. And then we proceeded okay, to lose. James. So it's not, okay. not as big good. of a deal Thanks as I remember. Thanks man, on you. Yeah. Gonna Thanks. be honest, you didn't know Yu Chang was before this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> um, how about can we can we move into uh, the the bulk of what our sports talk is gonna be? Yeah, we can. But let me just do one more thing on Yu Chang. I just love the guy so much. His walk up song was Soldier Boy, um, and so crank that Soldier Boy. You yes. and like literally the crowd was loving it. That pumps crank, me up. So I you, think we do have a uh, crank that Soldier Boy. And so, and it's and its name yeah. is no, I love that's that. his name. Oh man, that's yeah. pretty funny. Yeah, no, I, I think he's going to be a fan favorite uh, for years to come if he Can't ends up starting next year. Up against Darvish. You <laughs> <laughs> action. You you well you on. That's great. Uh, yeah, no. Rest of the playoffs we'll get to as we come closer to it. But yeah, let's let's hop right into the football. 
The NFL's coming back this weekend, Frank. We saw college football this past weekend. Electric in the air. Electric in the oh, air, yeah. It's uh it's it's football season, it's big boy season. Um Matthews, are you excited? Just how about what's your thoughts? Oh, oh man. It's big boy season. You got that fall chill in the air when you first wake up. Nothing like looking at that initial slate about nineteen games and you want to bet on all of them. And and you do <laughs> bet on all of them. Pretty much. We're back. We're back. Not to mention not to mention you have NFL Sundays getting thrown at you right now. I'm in a little overload right now with my book. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Football being back. This is coming from someone who took the summer off. <laughs> you know, the book is overloaded right now. You had a great week one though, Matthews. Why don't, why don't you highlight a couple of uh, big payouts from that week? Any, any? Yeah. What were you seeing? Started off Thursday with the Utes. The Utes. Utah. Lock. Freaking. <laughs> No, you're good. We hear you. You hear me? Okay. Yeah, started off Thursday with the Utes. Was scared there because it was a Mormon rivalry game with BYU. <laughs> they got it done in the second half on the road, even though camp is about 30 minutes away. Uh, Friday, Friday, I want to shout out Adler Smith coming in with the extra games page locks. A little Wagner on <laughs> 71 under. Don't even think you could stream that game. No. Nope. The no, but they had, they had 10 points at the end of the uh, first – half I think in that yeah. game and it was under 71 lock yeah that was a lock I couldn't even find it couldn't even find it on my book I had to look at some extra games page yep. dark dark scary place yep good place to be um Saturday Saturday I had a little luck for sure I think we had Memphis cover on a safety yeah uh, oh yeah that was the lock of the week let's go I know James was on that then, obviously, that Auburn-Oregon, I mean, you guys can elaborate more on that. I had Auburn. Don't even deserve to win it, but you're going to take those evidently. Yeah, I mean, what a game, though. You have uh, Justin Herbert, uh, the senior, leading Oregon out early, kind of dominating Auburn most of the game, but they get stagnant in the fourth, and Bo Nix, the freshman for Auburn, um, gets it done for the Tigers. Uh, really great game, actually. It was the only ranked team to lose was Oregon this week so everyone yeah. really covered so, Frank, pretty well what you you want to spontaneously do sad glad beats because that basically was our highlight right there memphis was my glad beat yeah. which was on my lock when you get a glad beat on your lock like oh you can't describe that i, kinda, I just i kind of have a sad beat on my lock i had ohio state minus 27 and a half and they're up they're up 28 zero oh. with eight minutes left or with seven minutes left in the first quarter and they don't cover like I mean, the Buckeyes yeah. looked good in that first quarter, but rest of the game I thought we did not even look that good. I thought Justin Fields looked average personally. He had good stats, but, I mean, he was hitting receivers that were wide open. I didn't see any throw into coverage that was spectacular or any run play that really stood out for me. But, I mean, he's okay. We'll see what he can do this week. He's got Cincinnati. Yeah, so did you have like you did you have any other Saturday night uh, beats? Because I'm, I'm with Matthews. I had Auburn and Memphis. We both were pretty glad about that. Good week overall. I mean, so the I guess uh, on Labor Day we had the Notre Dame Louisville game, um, and I had the over fifty five and a half. They have twenty eight points at the end of the first quarter. I'm thinking they got to score twenty eight the next three quarters. That's 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 going to be easy money. No, they got to like fifty two, fifty three. So that was <laughs> yeah. tough. And then I had Notre Dame minus nineteen. They won by eighteen. So I'm digging it. Yeah. That's... So yeah, you know, I I thought oh. they were going to win by more. They Ian Book did not play oh, as well as he's going to have to play. I did forget this new strategy of taking whatever is like the 10 o'clock, 10.30 slate, take the over 
you're at the barn. All you have to do is focus on them scoring. So Friday, I think <laughs> I hit Oklahoma State over two and a half. Was that was versus Oregon State, and it hit, and it hit. And then I did the same thing Saturday night with the. Uh, I took OK USC, State minus thirteen and a half, but yeah. USC uh, Fresno State also went over, and then Houston and Oregon, I thought wasn't going to go over, and it pushed at eight. I had I, that was a I had two. a sad <laughs> beat there too. I forgot about that. I had under seventy nine and a half, but I went four and one on that game. But that should have been a five no sweep on the Houston Oklahoma game. I love that. I love that strategy. I mean. Uh, worst case scenario, you're watching the game and there's no scoring. Okay, at least you're drinking at a bar. Right. Like, no, no logic. But if everyone no logic, just fun. Just yeah, fun. just just fun. <laughs> Love it. Just fun. Um, just undefeated. Just so undefeated Frank, fun. <laughs> oh, I hit some yeah, crumbs, um, some crumbs. I didn't hit. I saw people loving. I was too scared to take North North Texas minus twenty three. Uh, I think that lost <laughs> Virginia minus two. Like I. Teams I knew nothing about, people were loving. That's why I love college football. <laughs> Different corners of the country coming together with the most random facts about their team. Yeah. Well, some, some good uh, stories. It's a thing of beauty. stories around the NCAA. We had the Nevada Miracle over Purdue. Down, I think, three scores at halftime. And they come back and a true freshman walk-on kicker hits a 56-yarder to win it at the end of the game. Uh, coach gave him a scholarship in the locker room. Yeah, gets a scholarship. <laughs> Terrific. <laughs> like literally, just gets a, a scholarship in the midst of the celebration. Boise State with a huge comeback yeah. against Florida State as well. That was that was uh, Lenny was on that one, I think. Right? I was on. I was on. He I was. was yeah. a huge money line. Like plus three hundred. Lenny was hunting a dog, and I. I told him I personally don't bet on them when they're not on the blue turf. But God bless. <laughs> I can't believe they came back. <laughs> Somehow come. Or- Speaking of that Nevada kicker, though, you think he had some fun that night? Uh, you know, freshman in college. Imagine us going back into Morrison Tower doing that. Like, what if, what if one of us was a walk-on kicker? Walk back into Morrison Tower. Girls probably flocked up from the third floor at that point. Yeah, Trey's uh, probably right seven. a few people up. Trey would be writing people <laughs> up, yeah. All right, but I thought uh, I thought the best player I saw all weekend was Jalen Hurts, guys. I don't I don't know about you, but he looks like a stud, running, throwing, just basically everything. And my Heisman this year is Lincoln Riley because yeah, he's gonna make Jalen Hurts be the best looking quarterback. <laughs> I'm, I'm starting to think Jay, uh, Lincoln Riley could make me second team All American. Like I think I I think <laughs> that's a pretty known fact. I mean, I don't know. Maybe is it Hurts is also just really talented, but he looks pretty good. I thought. What do you think, James? I uh, yeah, I'd agree. Um, I you know, obviously, I think that w- when you see Oklahoma quarterbacks doing what they're doing year in year out, it's hard not to want to put the coach up on that <laughs> stage, send him to New York. Why not? Um, but I don't know. I, another guy you love, we all love, Joey Burrow. How how about him? Sure. How about him and the Tigers? Him and the Tigers, five touchdown passes in the first half for Joe Burrow. Uh, as they just cruised to an easy victory over, I think Georgia State was the Georgia, Georgia Southern. Southern Georgia sorry, um, that was a nine three team State last Tennessee. Year, Don't disrespect Georgia them. State beat Tennessee. Is that who I'm talking about? Uh, yeah, and that was yeah, a big upset correct. too. Oh, yeah. But but yeah, Joe Joey B five touchdown passes, and now he gets to go take on uh, Sam Ellinger and the Longhorns. And they're and yeah, we were just going to talk about some games to watch, that's and that's one of, one of them. That's a great segment uh, segue in. And LSU's minus four, Matthews. What do you think about this one? 
hammer the Tigers. I mean, I this is this might be go against like logic, but just being a big fan. But I actually do think LSU is that good. Grant Delpit, uh, you got they changed their offense into like a fast paced spread. Utilize that SEC speed. Utilize that arm by Joey D. Yeah, I mean, I like LSU to cover. I like LSU to cover a lot. Coach O versus Coach Herman. Are you kidding me? Who do you – I mean, who's the more favorable one out of those two? It's not even close. <laughs> it's not even close. All righty. So, you're, we're all taking LSU there. What, what, other, what other big I game we so. got? We got Ohio State's taking on uh, in-state ri- – not really rival, but in-state school, Cincinnati. Little bro. Uh, little bro. Yeah, little bro <laughs> in the football world, I'd say. Um OSU's minus 16. I don't know if I like the Buckeyes at that spread, but I, I do I like us to win. Fickle notes so inside and out. I'll probably stay away. <laughs> uh, I, I'd love to stay away, but I think the urge is going to probably hit me on Friday night at some point, and I'm going to wake up. Money's already going to be placed uh, if I had to guess. I'll, I'll probably, um, hit, no, I'll probably I don't, hit Ohio State minus 16. I, yeah, no, I don't like that spread either. But I think for that reason, I'm going to fade my. It'll be my first fading myself of the year. Uh, you know, they didn't. They kind of choked us week one. People are going to be like, ah, Ohio State at this number. They're not going. They're going to do it to us again. But no, I think that's right when they come out and they hit them in the throat. Win, they stop on 30. them. Yeah. Uh, it could be one of those events because you're going to get kids coming up from UC to stay with their buddies at Ohio State. I'm sure, we would have seen some of that if we were there another year. Oh man, what. What a weekend that would have been. Yeah, wow. What a, there are some good kids at UC. I mean, kids kids come up from UC every weekend anyways, I think, I feel like. You, know? that, you could you could definitely say that, yeah. I, we, we saw that firsthand. They don't need the phone um, to come up. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we, uh, we need to move on. We got Clemson we, versus Texas A&M is the other big game. Clemson's minus 17 and a half in that one. Yeah, am I reading that right? That's how – Outrageous. That sounds outrageous, is, but yeah. I, like I kind of think it's a good line. Oh. Like I, I almost feel like throwing Texas A and M in a teaser is like easy yeah. money, but you can't say that. I don't, I don't think. Like I did just say it, but I don't mean it. Like this is, I don't know. Clemson's so scary good. Yeah, this is one for me where I instantly take A and M, thinking it's a no brainer, and get slaughtered. Um, yeah, you know, I think I take. A, I think I would take A and M if I had to pick. Plus yeah, 17 and a half. I probably would too, yeah. Two and a half touchdowns. I like that. All righty. Uh, James, let's move on to the uh, NFL. We got week one, um, and Andrew Luck decides to retire. And before we talk about that, that changes up here. Or I guess, let, should we just talk right into that? Yeah, sort of. Because, yeah, I was really back in the Colts and Luck this year. I In our, in our uh, previous episode with Marty Conroy, when we – Talked aliens a little bit. We did do an NFL preview before that. And uh, I had the Colts going to the Super Bowl. I had luck winning the MVP. Uh, I can no longer proclaim either of those things. Uh, so Andrew Luck, good for him. Uh, hanging up the cleats on his own own accord. But what the hell, man? You make me look like an idiot. So now I got to do some rethinking. And I think the Chargers are taking their place. Give me the uh, L.A. Chargers. I don't know. I, I'm a Phillip Rivers guy. I live pretty close to NC State now. I pass. I passed. They don't have a statue for him, but they got a nice plaque standing up. So I, I'm a big Philip Rivers fan. <laughs> kind of just jumping on the bandwagon. I don't know. I, I like the Chargers overall as a team, and that's weird to say given that Melvin Gordon's in a holdout. But uh, Andrew Luck, you did this to me. Now I'm going to look stupid when the Chargers don't make the playoffs. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I, I don't hate the pick. 
you know, you got to pick someone. I think Philip Rivers is due a Super Bowl run in his career, but it's it seems like it's something that's not going to happen. But maybe this year he's running out of chances. Well, I didn't I didn't change the fact that I have the same. Yeah, thing. I know. So I have uh, just a run to the Super Bowl. I the didn't old... say a win. Yeah, no, but I love that. I, I love that idea of a matchup following the Bob Khalil strategy of what's a good storyline. I want one Drew Brees versus Philip Rivers, the old quarterback room in San Diego. And would, uh, I think that would just be a real that would be a, electric. That'd be electric. Matthews, what is your Super Bowl prediction uh, for this NFL season? Bowl, it's a little cookie cutter, but it's two teams I thought should have been there last year. It's Chiefs over Saints. Um, Chiefs right. over Saints. I like it. I think the Chiefs <laughs> did what they needed to do, get that defense just a little better. Because I know the offense can score with anyone. But they, they went out and got some players on D. I know Andy Reid, he's kind of a choke artist. Um, Saints, I think this is it for them. I think this is their last year, to be honest, of their best shot getting them. I think yeah. this is going to hit some regression coming up here soon. That's my hot take, though. And then Teddy Bridgewater takes the reins, right? Or Taysom Hill? I think Taysom Hill's better. <laughs> <laughs> that is the take I you're mean, looking you're for. You're running Taysom. a Wildcat offense when it's not even the Wildcat with that guy at QB. That guy's great. He's like my favorite player in the NFL. Oh, for sure. He, I started playing with the Saints in Madden, and you can like substitute a, a quarterback in for certain formations. I throw Taysom Hill in there and run the read option with Kamara. Camara, whatever the hell, but it's unbelievable how how dominant he is, how fast they make him in that game. Yeah, not fair. Uh, James, let me let me hear your take about that Andrew Luck surprise retirement, though. I mean, what do you what do you make of the whole situation? What do you what what do you feel about Luck's decision? Just give me I'm, your give me your take. I mean, hey, he had a hell of a fantasy season for me last year, and for that reason, I respect him doing it. But at the same time, like I was going to pick him again. And luckily, uh, did not this year. Shout out to those that did take him, and they just felt fucked like five minutes after. Because literally, he announced that. I saw it got broken out on like a Saturday night, or no, not a Saturday, but it was like the night before. Like um, it was a Saturday night. It was a preseason game. Like he got booed off the field. Uh, Those fans are cocks for doing that to him. Uh, I think he. I think he's going to be in the XFL in about three years. I think uh, his dad's a commissioner. I'm recycling that take. I think he's going to. Find a new love for the game of football. Three years, you're going to see him in the XFL. There's no way. Matt, Matthews, Matthews I, what do you think about it? Uh, I, you know, I understand why he retired. I would have been pissed, too, to be honest. I mean, two weeks from kickoff, you can't do that to the team. You yeah. He's going to retire. I, I agree. It must have just been eating at him all offseason, thinking about it. But, man, but, hey, they could be off way worse. I think Jacoby Brissett's not that bad. Like, they and could then, be in a worse position than some teams. I don't think he's that bad of a backup. Yeah, I mean, Andrew Luck got paid like $90 million in his career. So, nowadays, you know, some of those quarterbacks, they have the option to retire. And we just saw Jared Goff get $110 million guaranteed. I mean, that's just insane. He could, reti- he could retire, like, any time after that contract. He better give Sean McVay, like, half of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, honestly. Um, but, yeah, it's uh, – Andrew Luck's sticky situation. I don't know. I mean, I, I'm fine with it's, it. Brian Hoyer got paid nine million guaranteed to to join the Colts as a backup. The the money yeah, he's, these guys, have some fun the money these oil. guys can make. I, I mean, I don't know if I'd play football and get hurt either. After I made it, yeah, I don't know. It's sad for the game of football because he was a great player. He really was. Um, but I think the uh, Colts they're in for a little bit of a regression as a result. I don't think that's a hot take at all. 
But no, I, I'm a little bit sad about it just because you're losing a great player that kind of was fun to watch at times. All righty, but let's let's pick up the mood. Let's talk uh, Cleveland Browns. We got the Titans this Sunday, week one. Um, you know, we got Baker Mayfield going to be thrown to – we're going to finally see Odell. We're going to see Jarvis. We're going to see the squad out there. Matthews, what do you think about the team, um, how it's shaping out to be? Are we a playoff team? Are we, are we something more than that? Are we fringe? What do you think? What do you say? What do I think about the Browns? Yeah, what do you think about the Browns? Are we a playoff team? Are we – yeah, I think we're for sure a playoff team. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see how the division shakes out. I don't see any of the teams going that 12-4, and 13-3, obviously, uh, just because of how much parity we have between the Steelers and Ravens. I think 10-6 and six wins the division, with possibly one or two teams being 9-7, and 10-6. I'd like us to win the division. I'm just saying it's not going to be easy at all. I could see a splitting with both Baltimore and Pittsburgh, but I think we're a playoff team, no doubt. There we go. James, what do you think coming in? I think I- – Yeah, I, I, going back to that episode with Marty, I said we win the division. I'm a little bit more skeptical than others. I could see us being a wild card team. I don't know if we win that division. But I agree, it's it's 10 games. I, I think we do have the potential to go 10 games. Originally, I was of the mindset that we go 9-7 and seven and miss, miss playoffs. And I so some people are saying, oh, that'll be a bust of a season. I, I'm not of that mindset. I would be – I'm not saying content or satisfied, but I, I wouldn't be like, God, we missed our chance. No, we, we have a, a longer window than people think. So I, I think we win 10 games, but wouldn't be shocked if it's nine. I mean, when it's all said and done, I think we win the Super Bowl this year. Um, I, 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 I think if Baker Mayfield can stay healthy, we have the best receiving duo in the NFL. Uh, and we have a great defense that is excited to get after Marcus Mariota in a, a weak Titans O-line. My lock of the week is the Browns minus five and a half. Uh, I think it's an easy pick. Uh, if we have to punt, we got Jamie Gillen, the, the Scottish Hammer. Uh, we went with him Scottish over hammer. Uh, Pro Bowler uh, Burton Colquitt. That was a, that was a big uh, surprise to me. Yeah, it was to me too. Colquitt got picked up pretty quickly, though. Uh, no, there's a lot of reasons to be excited about the Browns. Um, the Titans themselves, I'm not sold on either. First Energy Stadium is going to be rocking this weekend. So I, I, I like that lock. I will, I'll throw in it. It's not my lock. It's, that's yours. You, you have your own record to defend. Um, but I will absolutely be well, – we'll see how Friday and Saturday go for sure first. But I, I'm pumped. I can't wait. Tailing. Tailing on the Browns. Tailing. I love it. All around. All right, so, I mean, we could go more in-depth on the Browns, but I say we do a little quick fire. We got some other primetime games this week, Thursday night, Sunday night, doubleheader Monday night. Let's get some quick takes on uh, those games, Frank. None other than Bears-Packers tomorrow night. Uh, and if people are listening on Thursday, it'll be uh, the night of. Bears minus three at home against the Green Bay Packers. I like Chicago. Mitch Trubisky for president. Give me, give me the Green Bay money line. Aaron, Aaron, Aaron Rodgers has one more season in the arm. Uh, it's going to be a magical performance, I think, on tomorrow night to start the season. I was of that. I was of that thinking. I said, "How could you possibly give Aaron Rodgers points?" And then I also realized the rest of the public is thinking that exact same thing. Give me Chicago. Give me Chicago to cover three. Chicago to cover three. Think about this: we got Mike Pettin running the defense over there in Green Bay. Although he's actually pretty good as a D coordinator historically, but I just love going against him when possible. Matt LaFleur calling 
plays his greatest uh, resume point was that he's friends with Sean, uh, Sean McVay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's true. That is true. Sunday night, we got Pittsburgh at New England. New England is minus five and a half. Uh, we got Brady Roethlisberger matchup. Uh, could be one of the last ones we see. Um, I, I What do you think about this, Matthew? Yeah, this actually brings me to my first half lock because I have two games I'm torn on. I, I love Pittsburgh with the points, to be honest. I don't think the Patriots are ever in full gear to open a season. I'm, I want to see what they do without Gronk in there. And then I, I, I think Pittsburgh's got something to prove now that they got the headaches out of the locker room. No AB, no L Bell, just Big Ben's team, which could be a bad thing as well, but we'll see. <laughs> I'll Pittsburgh with the points. Uh, and an over an overpaid Joe Hayden in that locker room too, who oh, thinks he's going to have a second second win in his career at, over the age of thirty. Um, I think I like New England I, I, by like six. I don't think they it, six or seven. I don't think they cover by much, but I, I like them covering. Um, and I I don't know. It might be a pure hatred for the Steelers kind of pick out of me. So I do have to acknowledge that bias. Give me the over, whatever it is. Give it to me. <laughs> it's it's oh, gonna no, no, it's gonna be Roethlisberger Brady. Don't show me the number. Showdown. Over. Um, and then I don't Monday night we got two games. Yeah, we got Houston at New Orleans. New Orleans uh, minus seven at home. Houston just traded Jadavion Clowney um, for a bag so of give peanuts. Me like what was that trade? The Texans front office is in shambles, uh, and I think with, as a result, Bill O'Brien going to be in shambles out there without a real team. Give me the Saints. Saints minus seven, yeah, I kind of like that as well. Um, Houston still has DeAndre Hopkins and Deshaun Watson, which are two good playmakers on the offensive side and can make any game close in a high scoring, but I, I still think New Orleans puts up 30 to 40. Uh, I'm taking Houston. the Saints as well. Yeah. No doubt about it. And then the night night game, we got Denver at Oakland. Um, Denver's minus one. Flacco going on to take Gruden and Derek Carr. Uh, in the last season in Oakland. Matthews, who do you got? Jeez, oh, man. I, I, I would elect to not even watch the game, but I'm going <laughs> to take the Raiders at home. Yeah. I mean, other than, other than Lions and Cardinals, it's got to be the worst game on the slate. <laughs> Probably, but somehow it gets Monday night action. Right. Well, I mean, we'll be all asleep on the East Coast. That's like a 10-10 start or something. But uh, give, me, give me Joe Flacco. I think uh, – the Denver defense gets it done, and Flacco looks okay. Uh, I'll go with you on the Broncos on that one, too. Draymond Jones making an impact week one. There we go. All right, so with that, I think we need to pick up the speed a little bit. Frank, you gave your lock on the Browns. Uh, Matthews and I have some good stuff to get into as, as well. But we do want to introduce a new, uh, a new, not a segment, but more of a promotion within uh, pay-to-play. And so we are going to do a fan gamble giveaway uh, every week where, uh, Frank, we kind of just get everyone to retweet a tweet. And if you retweet it, you're automatically entered into a uh, chance to get a bet on us, a.k.a. just you tell us what you want your bet on. And uh, what, what are we pledging, Frank? We, uh, is it 20 for, bucks? for week one, we're doing a $20 free play uh, on whatever bet you like, uh, whatever fan wins the fan gamble giveaway. Um, you'll see more details on our Twitter uh, in the next day or two. Uh, we'll, we'll get yeah, it. We'll so get it for this first Sunday in the NFL. Yeah, if you lose, the ten dollars is coming out of my pocket. Ten dollars coming out of Frank's pocket. And, uh, <laughs> so you basically uh, just show your support for pay to play, and you could have some fun with that. So, with that being said, my lock for the week 
I've got the Boston College Eagles minus 33 against the Richmond Spiders. Uh, <laughs> Memphis treated me well last week. This uh, this week, I am backing Dennis Grossell and the Boston College Eagles. Let's go ACC. Um, that's a big spread, but I, I like the confidence. Matthews, Matthews <laughs> on God, 2-0 and in locks. Also a great call on the Wisconsin spread. Um, what are we – what are we going with this week to make the listeners some moolah? All right. Scott Frost and the Huskers go to Colorado and absolutely obliterate the four and a half points there. I mean, rival <laughs> on the road. You want to make predict a point with your new program, you better win this ball game. I think they get it done up in Colorado. I like it. The Huskers, Matt Roggenberg's going to love that one. Love it. All right, so with that, we, I, we are running a little long here in, in the interest of time. We're going to cut right to your interview, Mike. we got a couple more questions before we let you go. Um, so we talked a little bit about um, uh, fantasy football in a past episode. Do you have a single guy you would call a uh, breakout player this year? Uh, maybe you drafted him, maybe you didn't, just anyone you could really see popping off? So from a, from a sleeper standpoint, I think I like two receivers on the package, Valdez, Scantling, and Geronimo Allison, I think, hop into the mm. next tier. And then some mm-hmm. players already established that I think could become truly elite. I like OJ Howard and Chris Godwin to take that next leap. Let's go Buccaneers. Godwin guy. Some cast catchers. I like it. I've Godwin on both All teams, right. I think. Alright. I, I like I like those calls actually, but I'm just curious, like in that Packers situation, which one's gonna break out more? Because I feel like someone's gonna get next to Devontae Adams and uh, establish themselves as a the number two, and I feel like the other one could fall off a little. I like Valdez Scantley. Uh, he right. came on late last year, good. He was a rookie last year, but I don't know. I'm, I'm going Valdez Scanling to be, be a big contributor to them this year. I like that. All right, and so I think next up we had uh, – there's a quote i like to attest to you. If I uh, – for every time I placed a drunk bet, I uh, wish I kind of just bought one share of the SPY. Uh, so <laughs> – with that being said, how do you find a balance between gambling and investing? We're, we're a podcast that touts both. Well, I'm glad I'm past that point in my life. Thank God. <laughs> no, no, now I make sure to uh, really just unit-wise, gambling's way down compared to investing. I try to take some out of each paycheck, uh, set a amount to go into the market and whatnot. Back now that I'm actually making money, somewhat um, gambling yeah. keeps the limits where it's not. It's just fun. You know, you should only invest what you can afford to lose. I'm glad to say I'm finally at that point of responsible. Love that. <laughs> Love it. That's a success story for all those that have been down near the bottom. Struggling. I think we've all we've all had some valleys uh, in our day. You've seen. Uh, that's you a great answer. We had a great we had a great peak <laughs> week one. Let's see. Let's see if the peak gets higher throughout this. Um, yeah, we were all we were all net positive. We're all net positive rolling. But uh, Matthews, I got to ask you. Uh, any other stock market reactions or takes, anything you want to give our listeners that uh, your thoughts on finance in the markets? Uh, I mean, really just this trade war is what's big for me. I re- honestly really don't know what's going to happen with it. That's the only thing I've really been paying attention to it. I would say just, uh, you know, keep an eye out on what's going on, stay current. But, I, you know, when things happen, don't overreact to the market. So don't pull out in those big dips, obviously. You know, maybe even look at it as an opportunity to buy in. Buy in, so, yep. Buy yep. the dips. So I'm, a, I'm a big buy the dip guy. I, I think a dip's going to come within the next year or so. We'll see. But uh, I'll be there to buy it. Yeah, the yield curve inverted, Matthews. Oh, 
Sheridan's loving that right now. (laughs) That class class has a lot of content. Yeah, they definitely do have a lot of content. That's funny. All right, Matthews, our final question. We ask every listener, if you could be one professional athlete, who would it be? Why? Uh, I'd have to say probably Mike Trout. You know, he's got the richest contract in sports. No, but I I just like that he's the best player at, at possibly his sport ever. And also, you wouldn't even know it. No, I'm walking down the street. I think that's pretty cool for most people. That's a, I like that answer actually a lot. We've had people say golfers and stuff like that too. Uh, especially with Mike Trout, you also consider the fact Angels don't make the postseason. He just gets a longer offseason to spend all that money. Yeah. So, uh, Literally, I mean, he, he honestly, a lot of most people wouldn't see him, point him out of a crowd. He's got the richest contract. He's a good dude, and he's arguably the best baseball player of all time. I don't know. I just respect yeah. a lot of that. He's going to have three MVPs, three runner-ups in six years or seven years. <laughs> I he think there's something he like very that. well could. Yeah, yeah, no, he is, he is top tier. Uh, well, Mike, thank you for coming on. always appreciate your takes. Looking forward to the Twitter interactions this upcoming weekend. Uh, big things on the horizon. Uh, so Boys. with that – Thanks a lot for having me on. Seeing you guys grow since the beginning, back at four uh, nine. But uh, definitely, definitely Twitter follows. You'll definitely see what I have to partake in this weekend. Hopefully, we strike it big. There we go. All Love right, it. have a go, Matthews. We'll see you. Great interview with Mike Matthews, and that interview is brought to you for the first time ever by our sponsor, Anchor. Really nice interview. Glad he spent the time with us. But Frank, we got to get right into market talk in the interest of time. Uh, we kind of just dipped into it a little bit there. The the 10-2 inversion, Frank. Yeah, the 10-2, the 10-year uh, bond yield uh, inverted with the two-year uh, yield. And uh, whenever that happens, there's been a recession in the U.S. within 12 to uh, 24 months following an inversion. So, you know, uh, the market's been super volatile the whole month of August. Um, and it's a kind of, it's exciting times, but it, is it different this time? Because yields are so low historically around the world, and it, they're inverting at a different point in the curve. It's kind of interesting, James. What do you, what's your take? Yeah, it is. It's the volatility has been um, very largely felt by uh, investors, and it seems like every morning they are reacting to any bit of news they can get their hands on. You're kind of seeing it sway um, one way or another. But looking back just at this past week or so. Um, three major market indexes notched their best weekly gains since June. Uh, Dow, S&P, and NASDAQ all climbed close to 3%, 3, 2.8, and 2.7, respectively. Um, so in the month of August, the Dow didn't do all that well. Uh, none of the three did all that well over the course of the month, but we kind of saw a little bit of an Yeah, rebound there. at the end of the After, month to kind of get closer even, but still the S&P was off about 2% for the month of August. But the thing that was more striking was those interest rates. I mean, at the end of August, the 10-year Treasury is yielding just 1.5% in the U.S., whereas at the end of July, it was over 2%. So just in a month, it went down a half a basis point. And basically, the Fed's response to all this um, has been that they will act as appropriate to uh, try to, you know, basically extend the current economic expansion, which has a lot of people believing that there's going to be a, a Fed cut um, here in, I think, September, right? Yeah, the, the next meeting here. That's the next meeting, yep. Yeah, Yeah. so they're thinking there's going to be a Fed cut in uh, September, maybe even a, a 50 basis point cut. I, I'm still thinking in the realm of 25, but, I mean, as long as labor employment is still uh, good, I think the market's going to be 
uh, remain strong because the consumer will remain strong. That's my take. I like that. Um, I, I think that's actually a very good point. And so I know you have another take here, but Matthew's mentioned the trade war with China. Uh, it's still obviously going on. Otherwise, we wouldn't be talking about it anymore. We'd be talking about, uh, I don't know, maybe an olive branch uh, treaty, like olive branch treaty part two. But that doesn't seem to be uh, in the works anytime soon. You don't think we're going to have a deal soon? Uh, the the yuan continues to sink against uh, the U.S. dollar, and so uh, things are. I wouldn't say they're getting much better very quickly, but there is hope uh, on the horizon. Literally every comment that comes out of uh, Trump's mouth or uh, a reaction by China because they, they've kind of gone back up against us and hiked some tariffs uh, retaliation-wise. Uh, it, it is a real trade war, but I don't see it ending probably before the new year myself. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's a tariff war. Um, it's tariff warfare. It's pretty crazy. Uh, you know, the China's <laughs> slapping 15% tariffs on us. We, we slapped them up to 25, I think. Um, and so it's, it's interesting where the both sides are expected to meet this month to continue discussing, uh, you know, negotiations. I don't know exactly what they're negotiating. I know it has a lot to do with China's kind of just stealing our technology and they're also, um, kind of just pumping money into their economy. And that's why the, the one is actually falling against the dollar. Um, but while all this is even going on in China, uh, we actually have a U.S. giant that you, uh, are a big fan of James that opened the sh- their first store in China. Yeah, no, uh, I do love myself some Costco, and who doesn't? The samples, the uh, the atmosphere. Costco is a great warehouse store. You get your membership, you buy cheaper goods. Not a uh, basically a uh, storefront in the China um, region, but they opened their first, and actually the first day it was open uh, in a suburb of Shanghai, it had to shut down in the afternoon because it became overcrowded. Um, meanwhile, Costco stock has shot up. It's I, it's like at a 52-week high, $285 was eh, – I, I haven't looked at it actually in the last couple of days, but all I know is they are booming and expanding over into China during the trade war. Kind of a weird move, but the Chinese people loved it, and they just packed themselves in like sardines. Uh, so good good business move for China to eventually kind of try to capture uh, a little bit more market share. Yeah, and the, the share price has done really well for Costco, um, $285 about was what you have here in the notes and yeah that, you yeah, did a research I, on that uh about two years ago and you you said it was a buy at 185 yeah that, that's i i did say that and i did not buy it myself so kind of sad to just watch that happen three hundred dollars missed out on it yeah. uh but that being said we can talk a little bit about um just some of the ipos we talked we've talked a lot about uber and lyft in the past uh we'll quickly touch on peloton just in the interest of time um Peloton filed a prospectus for an IPO themselves, aka they want to get public funding. And uh, they are a company that is not all that profitable at this point, Frank. In fact, very unprofitable, uh, if, if that's the right way to say it. I don't know. But they posted about $915, and $915 million in revenue and uh, had losses of about $195 million. So net income, basically negative uh, 20% of their Net income about negative twenty percent of their revenue, which is kind of uh, skeptical. Why you would want to invest in a company that's really not showing much in terms of? Well, I, I guess you, there's obviously reason. For well, it, yeah. But. So they're growing at a uh, pretty fast rate. Um, it's an interesting. They make most of their about eighty percent of their money actually off of selling their hardware, their bikes, and their uh, treadmills to the users. And then the, the mm-hmm. subscriptions are thirty five dollars a month, I think, for uh, basically it'd be a part of those like you do the classes with people yelling at you while you're on the bike. 
I mean, it's a good, it's a good company business idea. I think like just in-home personal trainers kind of on the bike yelling at you. It makes sense. So that you don't, you know, it saves, it saves a lot of people in busy cities, 30 minutes to an hour a day. If, not having to be in traffic to go into the gym or something like that. And so that's the, that's fair. That's kind of the idea. And if you have enough money to buy, but the machines are kind of expensive. They're like 2000 to $5,000. But yeah, yeah it's, mean, it's like a big home investment. So I'd say let's bring it to our first buy it or sell it. Buy it or sell it, Frank. Uh, Peloton. I, I, I don't know. Maybe not the stock. Cause we don't know what it's at yet, but do you like the idea? I like the idea. I would buy the idea. And they actually have like a store that kind of has like, stuff that looks similar to like lululemon uh clothing wise that they've opened uh-huh. i saw it actually this past weekend and i think that could definitely grow and get some uh people interested as well because it is like a quality brand uh image right now so maybe if it dips after the ipo i'd buy but i don't like to buy these unprofitable companies at the lofty valuations uh, i like it all right another quick one buy it or sell it aluminum beer pong cups for sustainability there's a company out there trying to make aluminum beer cups because they don't like red solo cups on the market. I am selling the hell out of this idea. Red solo cups are a staple in college. People don't really care about recycling while they're getting drunk. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I think plastic waste is a big problem, but I, I don't know. I, I, I would just buy the plastic cause they're cheaper, like aluminum beer pong. And maybe if it gets cheap enough, then I'm in, can they make it, they can That's make it I'm red saying. too. Right. Yeah, they they could hypothetically, but this company, I think it's called Ball or something like that. I'm basically just saying, like, no way college students are going to care enough to spend the extra money to do that. So I'm selling that idea. And then quickly, undershirts in the office. We're both working men now. You're sometimes still out in the field. I like undershirts because I sweat a shit ton, and that's probably a little TMI for our listeners. But I I don't like them. Like on the weekends, if you're wearing them underneath, like. Uh, collared shirt or anything like that a button down but in the office i'm okay with it um i yeah, i don't like it i i, I you're selling I, it. yeah i'm selling the idea i just think you don't need an undershirt uh i think that just adds to you being hot and sweaty is having an extra layer and maybe it soaks up well, all I, of it because it's a cotton but I, I just i don't know well personally i've kind of gone both ways with it like i want to be of the type that doesn't wear the undershirt but next thing you know, I'm like feeling it, it's that two thirty feeling. Some people get, get tired, the, some people get groggy. Back. I I get the drips. I get the, <laughs> I more so just feel it drip from my armpit. Right. Like and it hits the it's it's a that's again TMI, but uh, it's a good little biter shell. We're gonna do a, we got some other good ideas on the horizon, but we'll save those for uh, episode twenty eight. Um, so Frank, you want to quickly do post grad plans? Um, yeah, I got to shout out Ben Goth here, the Menor, the Menor Cardinal beat uh, the St. Edward Eagles in a great game, 29-28, to open up the, the high school football season this past uh, Thursday. Um, Goth gets his first coaching win as the O-line coach for Menor. Uh, he looked good on the sideline, even though he wasn't in green and gold. But um, I am celebrating some family this weekend. Uh, Friday, I'm celebrating my parents' 35th wedding anniversary. I mean, wow. Shout wow. out shout wow. out to you know them for staying loyal to each other, staying in love. That's kind of cool. Um, and then uh, I also have a wedding on Saturday for my cousin. And then Sunday I'm going to be partying it up for the Browns. Think, thinking about the Muni lot. Got to start talking to some people though about what's going on. Whew. Whew. Gives me the gives me the shivers, yeah. the little blood rush. I'm going to be missing out on that, but I will be at the local Browns backers bar here in Raleigh, North Carolina. There's actually like three of them all within like 15 to 20 minutes of me. 
so I'm going to be leading the charge, going crazy, probably Sunday around 12 o'clock. Uh, but yeah, no, uh, last weekend I kind of went on a concert concert bender of sorts. I went to a concert Friday night with my dad, Peter Frampton, in Charlotte. He rocked out on the guitar, a hell of a guitarist. Saturday I went and saw Mipso, a uh, UNC-formed band. I'll talk about them a little bit for our song of the week. Uh, they were terrific. And then um, on just last night, I went and saw the Rackon Tours, Jack White, uh, his band. They were terrific outside uh, downtown Raleigh. And I went with three coworkers to that, which was a blast. I'm starting to make some friends around here. Post-grad is not so bad. Post-grad is not so bad. All right, James. That we got we uh, this up. The, yeah, we do have to wrap things up here. This upcoming weekend, I'm just going to be watching football. I actually have no plans. I'm kind of pumped for it. So I will be glued to the TV Saturday and Sunday. Hopefully, I'll find a friend or two to do that with. Um, sounds um, good. Uh, what's our song of the week? So, like I said, Mipso, a UNC-formed band. Uh, if you like camp, if you like the I Ava think we've Brothers, had this band. Right? I think you, we've had them. We have. Yeah, so I'm probably reintroducing them now, but uh, we, we, I think the last one we did from them was Red Eye to Rally. That was a little bit of a sad song. Um, this one uh, is called Talking in My Sleep by Mipso. And uh, it's, I don't know, it's been in my head for the 72 hours since I've seen them. I went to this concert by myself, uh, which I've done that a couple of times. It's actually kind of a freeing experience. I do recommend it to everyone at least once. You may not like it. I personally am a big fan. Um, but in their case... Um, they, they obviously were basically having a homecoming show in Raleigh. So they, they made it a lot of fun for me. Um, and obviously all the people that kind of went to college with them, there was like a big college crowd. So like I said, they're like UNC's version of a camp and, uh, talking to my sleep. I don't know. There's not much to that song in terms of meaning. I don't, I didn't really read into it too much, but kind of, uh, just a fun little song, good violin action in there. Um, makes you, makes you want to dance a little bit, get the hips going. All right. Uh, so with that, um, we can't legally put songs in the uh, episodes anymore with Anchor as they're owned by Spotify, but we will tweet out these songs as well, um, probably when we give our locks or something like that uh, later in the week. Um, but if you listen on Anchor.com, I know some people listen on Spotify, some listen on Anchor. If you listen on Anchor, uh, you'll hear like a 30-second clip of the song, something like that. All right, guys. Yeah, well, thanks for listening. Um, go Brownies. It's going to be a great weekend. Hope everyone has a great one.